Welcome to Chan's the Man Apologetics, a podcast for training followers of Christ to see reality through the lens of the biblical worldview. I'm your host, Chan Heron. Topics include Christian doctrine, apologetics, political issues, special guests, and of course, lots of fun. Let's get started. There was a man who really enjoyed the outdoors. As a matter of fact, one of his favorite places to visit was Africa. So one day he hired a tour guide to take him to a place in Africa he hadn't been before because he wanted to go on a safari. So that morning they began the safari and he had his camera on hand and he took pictures of the lions and elephants and giraffes and rhinoceroses and many other animals. And after a few hours, the tour guide said, hey, why don't we take a break? I know this great little sidewalk cafe next to the river. We can have some lunch and rest and then we can get back to the safari and the tourists said hey that's a great idea so they went to the sidewalk cafe right near the river and there were other patrons there who were enjoying lunch so they sat down together and they ordered lunch as they ate their lunch they just made small talk when all of a sudden a crocodile comes out of the river and grabs one of the patrons that was seated at another table and begins to drag them in the river the tourist without hesitation jumps up runs and grabs the victim by one end and the crocodile has the other end and he's yelling for help and screaming and there's this tug of war between him and the crocodile and the victim and the crocodile is just too strong it begins to pull him closer and closer to the river and the man is screaming for help and it's too too late the crocodile's too strong he wins the tug of war drags the man into the river under the water never to be seen again the tourist then shouts and says why didn't anybody help me didn't y'all see this and all of a sudden His tour guide says, shh, it's impolite in this culture to talk about crocodiles. What are you talking about? That crocodile just grabbed that man and pulled him under. And the tour guide shushed him again. You need to be quiet. It is impolite in this culture to talk about crocodiles. And then the man began to look around at other patrons that were seated at the table. And he noticed that many of them had scars They had bite marks. Some of them had arms missing, legs missing. They had been damaged by the deadly crocodiles. But yet in that culture, it was impolite to talk about crocodiles. In our culture today, our teenagers are being destroyed, damaged, and scarred by the crocodiles of sexual misconduct and sexual abuse and sexual immorality. And what we need to do as a church, as the church, as the body of Christ, is we need to equip our young people, our students, to be proactive in their self-control and preparing themselves to defend off the crocodiles of sexual misconduct. This may seem like an odd question, but think about a fireplace. What is a fireplace made of? Well, it's made of steel, bricks, concrete, iron. There's probably a protective screen that's around the front of the fireplace. Have you ever wondered, why isn't a fireplace made out of cardboard or paper or plastic? 
because we all know that the cardboard would catch on fire. The plastic would melt. That's why a fireplace is made out of those other substances. Because if what's in the fireplace gets outside the fireplace, there may not be a single thing left standing. As long as the fire is in the proper place, the boundary of the fireplace, it gives heat and light and warmth to everyone that's around it. Marriage is like the fireplace. Sex is the fire. As long as that the the fire of sex is in its proper boundary, it gives heat and light and warmth and comfort to those who are married. What's happened in our culture is people light the fire first and then either try to build their fireplace later or try to build their fireplace out of something that's not very strong or not build a fireplace at all. And we have burned our culture to the ground because we've just been playing with this gasoline, this fire. And a lot of times talking to teenagers about sex can be awkward, but you know what? What we just tell them, youth pastors say, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not here to tell young people not to have sex. As a matter of fact, in my classes, I tell them, have sex, have lots of sex, but wait. Wait until you first build your fireplace and then have the sex in its proper context and you will not be damaged by the misuse of it. We have to teach our students that sex is from God. It is good. As a matter of fact, it is so good, it needs to be guarded and it needs to be protected. Build your fireplace first. Do you know what the three most important decisions you'll ever make in your life are, students? Number one is salvation. Number two is marriage. Number three is occupation in that order. Your relationship with God is the most important thing. Marriage is the second most important decision. And your job is important, but it's the third most important decision. Listen, if you if you mess up and you pick the wrong job, you can actually change your mind on that. Really, there's no harm, no foul on them. But if you and 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 if and if you don't get the salvation question right, then there's eternity that's lost. But also, if you pick the wrong person to marry, you can have you can have long-term consequences. Our students are not really prepared for the second most important decision they will ever make in their life. Now, there are certain statistics that say that if we could get our students that are going to graduate this year in 2024, if we could get them back 
in 10 years, if we could see where they were in 10 years, the statistics would tell us that 50% of them would be divorced. And of the 50% that still married, about 30% of them are, they're unhappy in their marriage and they don't get divorced. And some of the reasons why they don't get divorced is because maybe there's children involved and they don't want to harm the children. Or maybe they're involved in a church that frowns upon any kind of divorce so they stay together. But they're unhappy in their marriage. So when you put all that together, that means 7 out of 10 people who are or were married have picked the wrong person. That's a 70% failure rate. I mean, you basically have a better chance of flipping a coin. And I think one of the reasons why is because our culture has bought into this right person myth. Now, I'm not saying there's not a right person out there. That's not the myth. The myth is this. If I find the right person, if I marry the right person, if I date the right person, everything will be all right. And it is a myth. And the reason why it is a myth is because if somebody else is out there doing the same thing, then they're thinking, you know what? I don't have to really work on my patience because I married the right person and they're never going to do anything that's ever going to make me be impatient or have to work on my patience because they're the right person. And the other person is doing the same thing. They're going to say, you know, I really don't have to work on forgiveness. I don't have to be able to practice forgiveness because the person that I'm married, they're the right person. And they're never going to do anything wrong that causes me to have to forgive them. And we know that that is not true. And so what happens is nobody works on their own relationship or their themselves in the relationship because they expect the other person to be the right person. And all they have in the relationship is chemistry. They have chemistry. They're, they, they enjoy being together. They enjoy each other's company. They, they feel like no one else has ever loved like them. And it's a myth. It's a myth. Thank you for listening to Chan's The Man Apologetics a podcast aimed at promoting the Christian worldview. If you enjoyed what you heard today, consider sharing with a friend. Until next time, I'm Chan Heron.